We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. Today, we have an Oregon football recruiting mailbag episode for you guys. Uh, It is Monday, June 27th. Uh, As I record this, we are live on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. If you guys are tuned in on the live stream, definitely want to thank you guys for tuning in and stopping by to spend some of your time talking ducks with us. Definitely drop a like and subscribe, uh, like on the video and subscribe to my channel. And then make sure to hit that notification bell so that you don't miss out on future live streams where we talk Oregon football and Oregon recruiting year round. Uh, for this episode, we're, we're doing a live show, like I mentioned, and I got some great mailbag questions that I want to dive into uh, in the recruiting realm. Um, just a quick note before I get going today, as a lot of you guys know, it is uh, definitely getting hot in Eugene, so I have my, my trusty $5 Walmart fan uh, off screen here to the side of me, so hopefully it's not going to mess with my audio too much. It might creak a little bit uh, because, well, that's what you get for $5. Uh, but just asking that you guys have some patience with me and bear with me on that as uh, things start to heat up in Eugene. But, uh, you know, from the Oregon angle, hopefully they're about to heat up on the recruiting trail after hosting a big, big recruiting weekend with numerous five stars on campus. You got Dante Moore, Richard Young, Teo Uyunglele, Jaden Wayne, Miles McVay, Terrence Green. There's so many big names that were in Eugene for a visit this weekend, many of those of the official capacity. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, hop into some questions, hop into the live chat. Let me know where you guys are listening or viewing today's episode and uh, make sure that you share the podcast with your friends, family, and other duck fans. So starting things off, our first question is from, it's kind of a question, a uh, comment, but twin Ravens says, despite the weekend visits been quiet here in Eugene. And yeah, it has been quiet. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting a commitment over the weekend, if not numerous commitments. Uh, a lot of new, a lot of schools saw a lot of commitments over the weekend. If you want to stay in the Pac-12, you can look at Washington and, and how they were doing. I think they got six or seven guys, something like that, as they're picking up a little bit of steam on the trail. I believe they actually passed Oregon in the recruiting rankings, but I don't think that that'll last for very long as we head into July here in the month of June wrapping up. Texas, they got a bunch of commitments, and they even – Ended up getting another one today, I believe. It's hard to keep up with those guys. They're going so fast. But I wouldn't be so concerned that it, it's been kind of quiet since the, the weekend wrapped up. 
We talked to a couple, uh, or we're starting to talk to some visitors, rather. Miles McVeigh is one that I mentioned, um, the big-time offensive lineman out of St. Louis. He told me that he's going to be announcing his decision. I believe it was August 11th. Uh, and, man, the or- the Oregon staff is in an awesome, awesome um spot with 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 miles mcveigh whether it be dan lanning or uh adrian clem in that recruitment there are a lot of uh, a lot of reasons to be excited about that i'll probably have that visit recap interview written up either later tonight or uh early tomorrow morning is my hope for that one just kind of getting settled back in with the swing of things after vacation and kind of being out of town but yeah i th- i say all of that and i want to mention twin ravens's comment because i don't think it's a concern that it's been a quiet weekend are quiet on the recruiting trail following the big visit weekend. I think that if you're an Oregon fan, you should be expecting a pretty big July, just given all the work that the staff has put in. The wealth of talent that came to Eugene on unofficial and official visits throughout the spring, and then obviously the, this weekend. Seeing some comments here, one of them about uh, Dante Moore. Uh, so we're definitely going to get to Dante Moore this episode. But uh, yeah, I'm going to keep rolling along here with our next question from... Matt Kinoshita. Matt asks, which is more likely, Hicks, as in David Hicks, or Mateo Uyunglele? Both? Neither? What have they said themselves that makes you believe so? Hashtag Ducks Dish. Thanks for using the hashtag there, Matt. We love seeing people using the hashtag, helping grow the brand, helping grow the show. I think right now, these are obviously two of the biggest targets for Oregon on the defensive side of the ball, and in the trenches where Oregon really does need the help. I think that Defensive line recruiting has, has been, um, I don't want to say lackluster, because they, they have obviously some quality guys that are on the roster and that have come to Eugene in previous cycles. But I think it's not where it needs to be, and it's not where it can be. I think after we saw the heights that Oregon has reached in previous cycles on the recruiting trail, we know that they are fully capable of bringing in just about anybody in the country. Um, but they're going to have some pretty stiff competition for both of these guys. Um, if you're looking at David Hicks, you're obviously going to have to hold off um, Texas A&M, Michigan State's another big one. Um, I think with him being such a high-profile guy, the top defensive lineman in the class, um, I think that that's a guy that like Texas doesn't want. Texas A&M, Texas too, but I think Texas A&M is a school that has a better shot there uh, as of right now. I think that that's someone that they're really going to be trying to keep home in state, but Basically, I feel like with Hicks and, and Mateo, they've both spoken really, really highly about this new Oregon staff. They, they've talked about Dan Lanning and playing for a guy like him, a, a, an elite defensive mind like Lanning, Tosh Lapoy, the defensive coordinator who, who comes over from the NFL ranks. I think that right now, I would, I would probably say I'm a little bit more confident in Mateo if I had to pick between the two, just because... Um, He's a West Coast guy, and I think that this Oregon staff, Oregon in general, but this Oregon staff has probably been working on Mateo a little bit longer. He's been tied to Oregon uh, earlier in his recruitment, but you do have some big official visits that he's taken, right? You have the Ohio State official visit. You have the USC official visit that I believe he took just before this weekend before he made it out to Eugene. So those are two really, really elite level guys that Oregon's going to have to do everything that they can to land them. But right now, I would probably say Mateo is the guy that I'm more confident in right now between the two. Um, man, both would be would be phenomenal, but you also have to consider Jaden Wayne. I think that it's, it's kind of hard to, to pick and choose here. 
I think the the good thing, I mean, regardless of what happens, as it stands now, as I record this in, in you know late June, um, it's pretty amazing that Oregon's in such a good spot with all three of these guys. I mean, it even it kind of feels like Oregon's trending for for David Hicks, um, but he doesn't have a commitment date as of yet. Um, but I know that that Michigan State visit went really well. He, he likes what he sees there. Um, but but the Oregon staff has done a tremendous job with with DJ Hicks with that duo of Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy, and then uh, Matt Powell has been another guy that that obviously has Texas roots. So he's kind of been the face of their recruiting efforts out there. So uh, none of these guys, none of the two rather Hicks and, and Mateo have laid out um, top um, sorry commitment dates of yet. But Mateo, it kind of gets the feel like you know when I talk to him. And from what I've read about him, that he's really not in a rush with his recruitment. Definitely one of those elite level guys. Kind of think about Josh Connolly that can afford to, you know, drag the recruiting process out as long as he chooses, because he's going to be a take at any school um, that is still actively recruiting him. Uh, Clemson and Alabama are obviously a couple of the other schools that you have to keep in uh, in mind there with with Mateo. So. I think hopefully that answered the question, Matt. I, I feel like I'm more confident with Mateo right now just because I've talked to him more uh, and because he's a West Coast guy. Um, but I'm not saying that that's a make or break factor. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that I think I'm more confident right now, more likely that Mateo Uyunglele ends up a duck. going to take a little bit of water here. Next question is from Aaron Martinez. Aaron asks, what do you think is the timetable for when more commits and what are our chances with Richard Young after the visit? So I'm going to start with Dante Moore. I think that right now it doesn't look like he has a commitment date set, um, which kind of leaves things a little bit open-ended, but I feel like given some of the recent visits that he's taken, um, obviously you have the unofficial out to Oregon this past weekend, which was huge for this staff to get him on campus, especially in the unofficial capacity after he took his official visit to Oregon. I believe it was in April. It was on the earlier side of things, but the fact that they got, excuse me, that they got him back out on campus for an unofficial visit definitely really confirms that mutual interest. I feel like after Jaden Rashada um, eliminated Oregon from his top schools, that Oregon's pool of quarterbacks in the 2023 class kind of took a hit, right? Um, so Dante Moore really emerged as this top option. He was really closely tied with Notre Dame earlier in this recruiting cycle. And then Michigan, obviously with them being an in-state school, uh, they looked like they were in an awesome spot to capitalize. They have since gotten five-star, uh, I think it's CJ Carr. Um, or sorry, that's Notre Dame that got, that got CJ Carr. Um, so excuse me there. Um, but getting him in the fold was, was obviously pretty big for, for Notre Dame, especially since he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country for 2024. But as far as with Dante, I feel like he's probably seen what he needs to see. I will, I will admit that I haven't talked to Dante more. I know he, he plays his, he plays things pretty close to the vest and only talks to a handful of uh, reporters, but I feel like he's probably seen more or less what he wants to see from schools to, to go ahead and probably figure out what, what he wants to do as far as a commitment goes. He, he made it out to Texas A&M before he came out to Oregon. So that was, that was probably a, a big visit for him to check off as far as uh, everything goes there. And then 
Um, you got to figure that Miami's probably out of it now that they have two quarterbacks um, with uh, with Jane Rashada going there. And then Emery Williams, I believe, is the other guy that's there. So if, if I just had to kind of give my two cents, I feel like he's probably seen what he needs to. Looking at his social media profiles right now, uh, also took a visit out to LSU. And, and uh, that's uh, another school that's looking for their quarterback right now. So I would probably say sooner rather than later. I think for, for Dante Moore, he knows the value of having your quarterback in play and having him in place so that you can go ahead and build an elite class. The fact that he was on campus this weekend, I think really proves that because he was around a lot of these top level guys like a Richard Young, like the guy, you know, we saw him taking, giving handoffs to Richard Young on his, uh, his photo shoot, which was, was really cool. Um, Let me see. I forgot that now that I'm back in Eugene, I have my other monitor. Um, So let me go ahead and see if I can bring up some of these pictures, because if you haven't seen these pictures, you're definitely missing out. So give me just a second here. Let's see here. Share screen. All right. So here we got uh, Dante Moore's uh, visit pictures. Uh, another thing that's interesting with Moore is that the the Ducks um, brought in Marcus Mariota, former Heisman winner, um, and you know, the best quarterback in, in the program's history on that visit. Here's that picture with Moore that, that we were talking about um, earlier. So I think – now that we're talking about more, right, he's taken a lot of really big time visits. Um, I think the two biggest schools other than Oregon that I've really kind of had my eye on are Alabama and Florida. Notre Dame is also in that conversation. They picked up a commitment from Jaden Lamar, uh, who's a Washington guy. Um, but I think Oregon getting that final official visit over Ohio State, that's huge. I mean, Ohio State is, is just about as big of a heavyweight as you can find in recruiting. They got some really big-time receivers in the fold last week for 2023, and then they got Kay and Lee, the uh, 2023 cornerback out of Georgia, former Georgia commit, was recently on campus in Eugene for a visit, but uh, he ended up to pledge to Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. So I feel like with Young, getting him on campus now and around everything, you know, there was that other video that went pretty viral of him and Dante uh, dancing with Coach Dillingham to shout while they were on their campus tour. I, f- I feel like they really do have a legitimate chance here. Um, you know, the, the you you look at Oregon's 2023 running backs, Dante Dowdell is already in the fold for that class. Kind of thought we were going to see maybe a little bit more of like a thunder and lightning type of a deal. Maybe it's more thunder and thunder with, with Dowdell and, and Young. Um, but I think that there's definitely a good mix of talent that's already on the roster for Oregon at running back. So again, Young hasn't announced a commitment date either, but this was his final official visit. So really, really, I think bodes well for Oregon that his official visit itinerary ended in Eugene. So let's go to our next question, which I believe is also Dante Moore related. Um, let's see. Okay, next question comes from John Knowlton. What is the Ducks fallback position at QB? Uh, or maybe it was option. I might have uh, read that wrong. Fallback option at quarterback if Dante Moore commits elsewhere. And this one's really straightforward. This goes kind of back to uh, Brooks's question. Is Avery Johnson still in play? I think he is still very much in play. I would say that Avery Johnson is without a doubt Oregon's, um, I don't want to call him a, a fallback option, but it's pretty evident right now that Oregon looks like they are almost, if not all in on, on Dante Moore. Uh, pulling out the stops on, on that visit to get him out to campus. 
obviously has a good relationship with Kenny Dillingham as more and more recruits speak very highly of Oregon's new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. I think there's a lot riding on this upcoming season, just in terms of seeing more creativity on offense and really letting that thing fly. But Avery Johnson looks like he's the main other name to watch at quarterback recruiting for Oregon in 2023. The Mays Kansas quarterback will be headed to the elite 11 uh, later this week to compete with the best of the best as far as quarterback talent goes in the country, Dante Moore is also going to be there. So it would be pretty crazy if they, uh, if Oregon was able to land a commitment from Moore on the national stage like that at a huge event. Um, I think that's one kind of hidden benefit uh, that helps some of these other schools is that they already had their quarterback in place for 2023. So man, it's great to, to be able to have him go to the event, the quarterback go to that event and, and really just represent the school just to have that representation. Didn't happen with Oregon last year as, um, uh, oh my gosh, Tanner Bailey. I was forgetting the name for a second. He was committed to Oregon at the time, but he did not get the invite. He obviously ended up at South Carolina uh, after um, the coaching transition. So I think Avery Johnson is still in play. He has announced a July 5th commitment date, final three of Oregon, Washington, and Kansas State. But this is an interesting deal for Oregon because what I think I've talked about it before. I've definitely written about it before. But what if Avery Johnson wants to commit, but Oregon really prefers Dante Moore? If you don't take a commitment from Johnson, if that's the case, if Avery Johnson does indeed want to go to Oregon, you put yourself in a tough spot because a lot of these schools, a lot of really elite schools still don't have a quarterback in play and place and they're going to circle back on a Dante Moore if you do get to him um I thought that I think that you want to go for a Dante Moore but you also run the risk of missing out on both of them if you don't take Avery Johnson um so hopefully I'm I'm, I'm kind of voicing that well I mean I think that it would make sense if Oregon prefers Dante Moore but if Avery Johnson wants to commit and you don't take that commitment then you run the risk of missing out on both because Avery, uh, because Dante Moore hasn't announced a commitment date just yet. So um, definitely a tricky balance right now, and we're going to have to keep a close eye on that. Um, that recruitment, I think it'd be, I'm going to try to talk to Avery Johnson, but I know that he's getting close, so it might be a, a little bit tougher to get a hold of him. We're going to take a quick break on the Ducks Dish podcast, and we'll be right back to continue our mailbag edition of the podcast. This is Monday, June 27th, and you're listening to the Ducks Dish Podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back on the Duckfish podcast with another couple questions that I want to get into. Um, this question comes from uh, CTS, aka back at Backroll23 on Twitter. What recruit from the last two weekends will be the first to commit? This is a really good question because I feel like Oregon's in a really good spot with a lot of guys that that they've brought on campus recently. Uh, I think one guy that I'm feeling pretty confident about would have to be 2023 linebacker Blake Nicholson. He was uh, recently in town for his official visit to Oregon. The second visit he's taken um, this month in the month of June. I got to talk to him when I was at uh, the UC Report Elite Underclassmen Camp in Oakland, and he had a lot of really, really good things to say about the Ducks. Blake Nicholson playing in Northern California has definitely been a a stomping ground for Oregon, definitely a hot spot for them. So I feel like Blake Nicholson has to be one of the guys that I'm more confident about with Oregon. You see Leona LaFowle committing to Texas over the weekend. Uh, I think that, um, I think that, um, that Nicholson's definitely a guy that, that Oregon would love to have in this class. And I mean, the fact that he's been here as many times as he has definitely bodes well. Uh, I don't believe he has a commitment date set right now, but he did take an official visit to Florida state. Here he is picture of a Jake long. Can we just talk about real quick, how cool it is that Oregon has like a Nike little cutout thing here that they're having recruits pose with. I just really like how they're, um, you know, making the staffs just making some subtle changes to, to visits and everything and, and really just diving into that connection with Nike as they should. So Blake Nicholson has to be one that I'm pretty confident about right now, feeling good about where the Ducks stand there with him. Another one I'd say would have to be Micah Benuelos, the 2023 offensive lineman out of Kennedy Catholic in Burien, Washington. Um, let's see if I can if I can find him, see if he has any, any pictures from the weekend. Here he is with, with Coach V, uh, who's honestly, he's just done a great job as a recruiter since joining this new staff. I think he was instrumental in landing Josh Connerly. So I think Micah Benwellis has to be another guy that that Oregon's feeling really good about uh, as it really looks like he's kind of nearing the finish line in his recruiting process. You have a final three set here with Benwellis of Oregon, Texas A&M, and USC. Uh, Benwellis was in Southern California for his official visit last weekend. So um, I want to say he's taken all of his officials um as of right now um but maybe he still has to wait for that uh AM official i have to double check there um so here he is picture with with clem who's definitely got a lot of recruiting chops of his own um just you know showcasing the cool photo shoots here if you guys are listening on the podcast you should definitely head over and check out the youtube video on my youtube channel at oregon football max taurus because the, these oregon photo shoots just go crazy uh, they brought the Harley out. I love the the Harley aspect of these photo shoots. Um, I think that's something that is a really cool answer for Oregon when you're seeing all these other colleges just you know paying money to to bring out these insane cars uh, to have recruits take pictures with them. You know, probably you know renting them for the weekend more or less. I don't want to get into specific specifics there. I'm I'm just speculating. 
but that Harley is just so closely tied to the tradition of Oregon football that I think it's a really unique way to, to make yourself stand apart. And then I think another, it's, it's tough. Cause I, I'm just kind of trying to talk about guys in response to this question about which quarter, which not quarter, which uh, recruits that have come these past two weekends could end up committing to Oregon. I think the last one I'm going to talk about is, is miles McVeigh. Um, I think he's a, a very big time prospect on this Oregon recruiting big board. You got to think, especially with Caden Proctor eliminating Oregon and a handful of other schools and saying that he's just going to be focusing on Alabama and Iowa, Miles McVeigh, Miles, uh, Micah Van Wellos, definitely uh, surging up the board for Oregon in this 2023 recruiting class. Another guy would probably be Landon Hatchett, but it looks like baseball is really important to him at the next level. Um, so I'm not sure. Um, I haven't asked him about his thoughts on Oregon baseball, but those are some guys that I think you want to keep an eye on here as uh, the Ducks head to the end of the month and enter the dead period. No official visits or unofficial visits for that matter for about a month. But I mean, I think now Oregon's just putting so much work on the recruiting trail, hosting guys and, and then contacting their families that I think that um, they're definitely positioned well to have a big month of July. We had one more question here. This one comes from Gerard Berry, who used the hashtag. Can you go over the difference between official visits and unofficial visits? Do schools have a cap on the number they can provide? Do recruits have a cap on the amount they can take? Besides who pays for travel, what are the other limits like swag, meals, family, etc.? This is a really good question, um, and I do have a tab pulled up here uh, that I'm going to use to answer part of it. So the first one that we can, you know, dive in, the first part we can dive into here because it is an important distinction. Uh, recruits are only allowed to take five official visits um, during their recruitment. Um, and one thing that kind of uh, a note that atta attaches to that, if there's a coaching firing or, you know, some kind of coaching transition, uh, recruits are able to get that official visit back essentially so they can go out to that school, get a feel for the new staff, the vision that they have for the program or program. Um, so obviously that happened with, with Oregon and a lot of the commits were able to come back out on campus before the second signing day. So, uh, that was definitely, uh, good for them to use. And then, uh, let me see. So this, this page that I'm, I'm reading from right now is, uh, is from the next college student athlete. So NCSA, and it has some really good information for obviously recruits and then talking about, um, kind of some of the, the differences here and the, the distinguishing factors here. Uh, official visits usually last uh, up to 48 hours long or the span of one weekend, and you can't take them. Uh, D1 football recruits can begin taking official visits starting April 1st of uh, their junior year of, of high school. So I think that's why you see like Dante Moore taking his official visit early uh, in the spring in April. Uh, and then what else do we have here? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read off of this um, because one of the questions was about financing and like what schools can provide. Some schools will be able to finance your whole trip, paying for transportation, meals, lodging, and tickets to a home game. But this is the maximum of what colleges can provide for their recruits. Some programs simply may not have the money to pay for your entire visit, opting to finance a small portion of your visit. An official visit can, can also include having an on-campus lunch or dinner that is purchased by the coach. It doesn't have to last the full 48 hours. Uh, that's the maximum, but not a requirement. There was one other thing that I wanted to read. I just need to find, okay, I have to say, this is about the transportation um, because that's the biggest thing, you know, the school financing the trip. 
Schools may pay for recruits transportation to and from campus. However, they can only provide transportation for, uh, for parents slash guardians. If they travel in the same car as the recruit flights and separate bus or train tickets may not be purchased for parents. Um, so I think that really just uh, applies more so to the recruits. Um, so like I said, I'm trying to, to learn a little bit more about the specifics. I feel like I know most of the general stuff that is out there, but trying to give you guys a little bit more information to go off of here with the NCSA next college student athlete, um, you know, information that they had available on their website. And then one of the other parts of Gerard's question was, do schools have a limit on how many, um, they can provide, uh, on how many official visits they can provide. And I, I, I want to say that they do have a limit on the official visits that they can provide because they're very strategic about it. Generally speaking, you're not going to be bringing a guy out for an official visit unless you have a feeling that a good feeling that, that you can ultimately land that prospect or that recruit. So I think that's part of the reason that we're seeing these massive recruiting weekends, because you want to get as many elite guys on campus at the same time as possible. You want to get some commits in there as well, because they're oftentimes your best recruiters as well as the players. That's why we saw Dante Dowdell come out um, for a visit this past weekend. That really helps. Um, I think, especially if you're trying to sell that vision of Dante Moore, Richard Young and Dante Dowdell all in the same class. I think that is huge, but just a, a little bit of a shorter version of the podcast today, just about 30 minutes. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and wind down here. If you guys haven't already, definitely head out, head over to my last episode, uh, checking, I don't even know if I'm pointing to the right screen side of the screen, but I brought on 2022 Oregon wide receiver signee, Kyler Casper. We talked for about a half hour about the recruiting process, what it's like to grow up with an NFL dad and Kevin Casper, uh, what, what, um, he's excited about, um, at the next level. So that's definitely an episode that I'm really proud of. And I had a really fun time talking with Kyler. So go over and check that one out, but, um, that'll do it for us on this episode. If you guys want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter at M sports. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus and then make sure to hit that notification bell so that you never miss one of our live shows doing more of these. Really like engaging with you guys. Want to get to more of the comments in the next video, but this one was just a short one uh, that I put a call out to action for asking for questions ahead of time. So also follow us on Twitter at Ducks Dish, but, uh, and then make sure to head over to DucksDigest.com for the latest in Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting. Got a lot of stuff going up over there. So that'll do it for us on this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, and we'll see you in the next one. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.